What's up, everybody? Welcome back for another episode of Bugs, Bros, and Superheroes. So if it's your first time coming to hang out, let me quick tell you what goes on around here so we can all be on the same page for the episode. The name, Bugs, Bros, and Superheroes, is exactly what we're going to be talking about today. So we have a Bugs section in which we, you know, my guest and I today, are both travelers of the green. When I met you, you were on one side of the counter. Now we're on the same side of the counter. So we're going to have some behind-the-scenes actions for you today talking about that. In the Bros section, as always, it's going to be doing us just getting to know each other a little bit more. So once again, we uh, work together now. So just kind of dipping down another layer of getting to know each other and become more bros. And finally, in the superhero section, that term's going to be stretched a little bit, but I don't think for the worst, dude. I think this is a great idea to do. We've kind of edged on it more than once on the show. A cultural phenomenon. Anybody who kind of listening in our age group is definitely going to appreciate some Pokemon talk. That's right. We're going to catch them all right here on the episode. So if it's your first time coming to hang out, my name is Nick James, and today, hanging out with first-time co-host Brad. Brad, thanks so much for coming to hang out, man. Please say hello. Hey, thanks for having me, Nick. Absolutely, sir. You know, you, when uh, you came in, I kind of did the same thing I do to everybody. I costed you with stickers and uh, cards. And I was like, here, listen to a podcast. And you actually did. And you're like, oh, dude, I love it. And I was like, come on. And you're like, okay. And it was perfect timing, dude. We, it's been a while since we've done one of these. So I'm happy to do it with somebody who hasn't been here before. Kind of kick things off again, hopefully into a more weekly ritual again. So, so happy to have you here, sir. Thanks again for coming to hang out. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be on. Yeah, I really love listening to you know past episodes and everything. So it's really great to be here. And anybody else on the other side listening right now, thank you for being here. But we are going to start the show the way that we always do, which is entering into the bud section. So in the bud section here, we are cannabis connoisseurs almost. You know, we are in the PA medical marijuana program, not only as patients, but as employees at one of the major distributors in the area. We've never actually said it. I don't know if you've noticed, but I met you on the other side of that counter. And now you're on that side with me, so that's what I want to kind of talk about. And uh, let's hear about you and your travels of the green, please, sir. Yeah, so the transition from one side to the counter to the other has definitely been very interesting. I'm still relatively new to, you know, working down the dispensary and everything. But it is a, it's been a great experience, learning a lot every day. I really like seeing what, you know, everybody there is into and what everybody there is, is getting and trying new things and new products that maybe I wasn't so open to prior to working there, you know, things like that. It's kind of like working at a diner or being a server at a diner. I have experience in where like the menu's too big to try everything. But you're right. You do get those customers in when you're like, is that what you're ordering? And they're like, yeah, it's the best. And you're like, really? They're like, I know it may not sound like the best ingredients, but it just fucking it slaps. And you're like, all right. And then you go home and it does indeed slap. Absolutely. I've, I've had a lot of a lot of different recommendations that I wouldn't think for myself. Uh, and that really turned out to be great, great options. So one of those options we had here tonight, we do have some things that we are going to talk about. I, I wouldn't say we always do it in this bud section, but we do like to do kind of reviews talking about some shit. We have some RO. What was it? So I brought over today, I actually picked this up today, the Super Lemon G from RO um, in the 3.5. I think uh, it's not even the minis, actually, this one. But yeah, this was actually really good. It's a good sativa. Weirdly enough, it's 1.3% mercine in the sativa. Uh, I thought that was strange, but it is kind of it is hit me like a sativa, though I feel. I'm always chatty. If you haven't noticed, like I try very, very, very hard at like believe this or not, sir. I try at work not to be so chatty. So right now you're going to see the super chatty, super chatty part of myself come out. But 
with that said, I can even feel the kick in the back where I kind of like to feel my feel the vibe hit, if you would. And like, yes, it is hitting me pretty well. Kind of like its cousin, because I also like this R brand has been a pretty big drop in our area and it's a it's a it's a good company, especially for the price. You know, that's when it really settles in. I'm not gonna say it's the best stuff ever, but we're talking about thirty five dollars for three point five grams of whole plant, thirty dollars for minis, or you can get thirty dollars seven grams ground, which is like what? Yeah. That's, that's a good fucking deal, dude. Thirty dollars for seven grams. And it's ground, and that's actually, you know, a lot of people have been like, ugh. It worked out well for me. Have you tried any of the ground? Yeah, I did. I actually picked one up myself, and I, and I was hesitant at first even. And I, I didn't think it was going to be great when I had gotten it, but I thought to myself, you know, what, what's $30? What's the big deal? I'll try it for the experience so that, you know, I have an opinion when someone comes in and asks about it. I'll have some something to give them. And I actually really enjoyed it. I was really surprised with the quality of it. I thought it was a lot better than what I had expected it to be. I love that kind of mentality that we all take on. It's for the good of the patient. You know, I'm getting all this stuff. So when they have an answer, when they have a question, I have an answer. But yeah, that's so fucking good, dude. Because we all say the same thing. And that's honestly why I try as much as I do, just because they're going to ask. And kind of like I said, even earlier with the waiting, it's like, I've tried a lot, but I can nowhere ever scratch the menu, especially with stuff kind of rolling in and through. This new RO one has more strains than i've seen any other gp come out with at once and we're it just seems to be coming in more and more yeah i don't think there's any way you could have you could even try all of them because as they come in the hot ones go out fast and you know it's it, it that would it's a challenge to, to even there's so many you know it'd be just to be tough to get through them all like i mean geez we i can't even think of how many we have right now yeah, the top ones that I've tried so far that I've seen go so far, the Cake 33, in all forms, that seems to be solid. People come in for the ground, the minis, and the regulars take it no matter what. The Super Blue Haze is what I brought up. We just tried the Super, Super Lemon, Lemon G. G. That one I haven't seen many people picking up on. No. That one. I think that it gets confused because we also have a Super Lemon OG, which is from the Cultivar, Cultivar Collection, which is literally twice as expensive. So maybe some people see Super Lemon and they're like, they just stop thinking that it's that. That could happen. Yeah, it definitely could happen. I, I've been eyeing this one up all week. I don't know. It just, I mean, it just looked good. I thought it sounded good. I, and I was looking for something, you know, like an upbringer, like a sativa like that. So it really just kind of fit the bill for something I was looking for. And I was interested in trying it. And like, I, I'm interested in trying some of the slower stuff too. It just seemed sometimes like if I think it looks good, nobody's getting it. I just want to see why nobody's getting it. That's a good point. I wish I could take that on sometimes too, but I, I do. I get a little, whatever the opposite of FOMO is, where I'm just like, we have a lot. They have a lot. Whoever it is, like it's been sitting for a while. If I hear back, you know, eventually, I'm sorry, sir. I'm going to say now, like, you're going to be my guinea pig. Or you're like, hey, dude, do you see the sitting? It's actually really good. I'll be like, well, if Brad says it's good. I'll try it then. <laughs> well, dude, the Super Lemon G's up there. It's one of them. It's, it's sitting. I don't know why. I, maybe because we don't have it in ground or minis, but it's it's, it's sitting. Hmm. And it's pretty good. Also, I have to double check what it reads on the menu because we have been having a little bit of issue of making sure that like just a little inside baseball of like it sucks sometimes not being able to control everything at your job, i.e. like the menu is a third option, like a third party, I mean. So sometimes like stuff will just turn off or not really make it there. And it just it's been kind of throwing a, a monkey wrench into things of being just a pain in the ass. But 
it could also be that i'll look it up and make sure it's on there because you're right that was that was really really nice so thanks for sharing that yeah no problem yeah yeah that, that was really good yeah that, that is a pain with the menu it's always it's always something you know i don't yeah it's always something we'll have to check that out and now something i was hoping to do is we'll try that super super blue haze blue what did i just yeah yeah super blue haze yeah not actually sure if we've ever actually live smoked on the show like this, so that would be kind of fun to do. I usually frown upon it because one of my favorite podcasters, my favorite podcaster, really, the guy who made me podcast, if you will, Kevin Smith, every time you listen to him on Smodcast, especially, all you can ever hear is... <laughs> and then him like throwing it because then he just viciously throws it lights in and goes sorry for everybody listening but like when you're listening you're like wow that's really offensive so usually i try to stay away from it i think this time it might be fun as i kind of pick your brain more about what you're liking about the job yeah yeah that sounds like a good idea Uh, i'll try and keep the uh lighting to a minimum so first and foremost, I mean, I, I know the answer because you're just such a peppy, fun guy, but are you liking the job? Yeah, I love it there. Uh, it's it's definitely interesting. You know, when you're there, you kind of forget that you're dealing with weed all day a lot of the time, like especially in Pennsylvania because you can't physically see any of the buds or anything like that. Everything's packaged and, and we never get to, you know, we're not in the back weighing anything out or anything like that. So it's all just pre-packaged when we get it and when we transfer it, that's all we ever get to see. So like at times you almost forget you're dealing with, with you know, something illegal federally. It's, it's really in- interesting. You know, it's, it's funny. That's a really good point. So we also just had somebody start who came from a rec state who would have giant Mason jars full of product that would then weigh it out. You know, let me get an eighth and some guy would literally come and weigh out 3.5 grams in front of you, put it into a different container and then seal that. So very much agreed. Like to think about those two experiences versus what we offer of just like, no, this is a container. All of them, like you said, cannot, they all have to be opaque. None of them are translucent. The good ones, if you will, are super dark. And in my opinion, glass, like the dark blacked out glass ones are what you want your product in. Yeah, I, I agree. The glass is nice. I think the glass just helps keep it a little more more fresh, longer, and everything. But um, that 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 is such a huge difference. It's interesting from state to state how different everything is, and how people get confused between Pennsylvania recreational states like that come in that are part of the medical program. Like every time someone co- like comes in for the first time, a lot of time the first thing they'll ask about is like edibles, and they think they're going to get a candy bar or like some some gummy worms or something of the sort. And you have to explain to them that that's not how things work in this state, and they just can't believe that. That's what I say to them. I was like, well, you can buy stuff that you swallow, but we do not have what I call delicious edibles. You know, you're not going to find gummies. You're not going to find baked goods, nothing like that. However, the way that it works is the products that we sell, you can then turn into delicious edibles. So it's pretty much you have to become your own middleman for a little bit, but it's going to end up working out well because I don't know about you, but I love to slap an RSO into some oil and then make a little something and just... What a different hit that is, especially if I can control it. I don't know, as a listener, if you heard the one story. One time I overserved myself while eating at a restaurant in Colorado, and, it, you know, it was a bad time, okay? But <laughs> since then, it hasn't happened again. Do you have any, like, kind of quote unquote horror stories? Oh, yeah. There was a time back when I like to call the Prohibition era before the medical program or anything like that, uh, where we were, like, still in high school and my there was like these real potent hash rice crispy treats going around everywhere and uh 
I had gotten a couple of them from a friend of and myself. And I remember we were going on this field trip to see the, uh, the great Gatsby in theaters. And I was like, yo, dude, this would be a perfect time. We could eat these edibles. Like by the time we get to the movies, we'll be stoned. It'll be perfect. And I remember we're sitting in my car before school and I'm like, yo, we got to eat them before we go in. And so I gave him his and he took a little quarter off, you know, whatever. And I just ate the whole thing of mine. I wasn't really thinking about it. And I walk into the school and I'm sitting in first mod, some kind of like computer class. And I could just feel myself just getting higher and higher. And I'm like, holy shit, like, I'm not going to make it to the movie. I'm going to be so high before I get there that I won't even be high for the movie. Then we like all get on the bus and everything. And I'm like, this is it. I'm, I'm peaking right now. Like, this is the highest I'm going to be. I thought like this, this is at this point, I thought it was like, I was, I was, was going to be done soon. And, uh, I was totally wrong. I got <laughs> into the, <laughs> I had gotten into the theater and I was like near hallucinating off this hash edible so high. And I was like, one point I had gotten up and like just sprinted out of the theater. Cause I had like literally thought I had like pissed my pants and my buddy comes running after me and he's like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? And I was like, dude, my plan is to go to the, the next door to, to Kohl's and buy some new pants. I just, <laughs> oh, my God, man. Oh, shit. <laughs> and he's like, dude, you didn't even piss yourself. Like, what are you talking about? And I was just like, that's when I knew things had gone too far, you know? Uh, yeah. Then we went to the mall, I guess, after. I, it, it was a long day. Yes. So, for anybody listening who may not have any experience, like, Always pace yourself. That's what I say when patients come in and they're taking RSO, they're interested, and they're like, how much do I take? And I'm like, a grain of rice. A grain of rice uncooked. I'm not talking about the puffy shit like you get. No, I'm talking about uncooked, go really, really small, especially if you're going to go right in the old mouth chute there, you know, like if you're going to put the little dopper underneath your tongue and hold it like you can, and in my opinion, like you should, especially to see if your body reacts to it okay, rather than just going and wasting all the time putting it right in cookies or some shit. Like some people are like, okay, and I could see it, unfortunately, on their face of like, I've got a high tolerance. I've been smoking this shit since whenever. I've always done this, and like, I'm going to go ahead and at least eat two inches, yeah, worth, if you will, yeah. or some shit. And I'm like, that's going to be a bad it's gonna, time. You're right. It's going to turn you right off. Yeah. I've, I've, I've had that same, uh, same experience. I even, I had a, a friend's dad actually that just recently got into the program and everything. And, and he's not like somebody that likes to smoke. He's not, he, he just has a really hard time sleeping and he's got like bad back pain. And I, I recommend RSO to him. And I, I was like telling him, I'm like, listen, like, dude, like just, just a grain of rice at a time. Like that's all you'll need. And he looked at me and he's just like, so you're telling me this will last me the rest of my life. <laughs> and I was like pretty close probably with like, you know, just because of how infrequently he's going to use it and how little he'll use. That's what I mean. Yeah, exactly. Your tolerance will, Eventually, especially if you find yourself really quote unquote not relying on it and you can take a tea break in between if even two or three days of not using it like you'll never really gain a super high tolerance and yes you can stay on one syringe every nine to 11 days maybe right yeah you say 11 yeah. doses in it yeah if you're using that small if you're using yeah if you're using tiny doses yeah like then you have the people that you know just they, they use half a syringe in a dose that's that's got to be a Ted. Part of me wants to see just what I do. The, the other part of me is smart. It's like, don't, don't do that. <laughs> Test yourself like that. You, you might not want that answer. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely, I definitely share that sentiment. Uh, I think about that a lot, but then I think about that hash edible too. So 
I kind of come back to reality. Yeah, I just walked around um, Boulder, I believe it was. No, what's the other the other big one in Colorado? Den- Not Denver. Was it Denver? Could have been Denver. We'll <sighs> say Denver. And uh, it was I think I ate like 80 milligrams, something like that. And then I got home and I had another 30. And somewhere in there, it hit and we were just out. And like you said, the paranoia is what I wasn't really expecting. Because to me, everybody was sitting there like, don't. It's like, leave. How dare you come to our state and exploit our marijuana? Like, you should leave right now. And when I talk about it now, like, they laugh. The people who were visiting like, no, you literally just sat there. Just sat there. Didn't cause nothing. Nobody nobody would know that you were anything but you. But you. (laughs) So... Yeah, a little little dabble do you sometimes, especially when people come in for concentrates and they buy like a Dr. Dabber is pretty good. Like, just put a little bit in there because A, it can't take much more than a little bit and B, you don't need much more than a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's the biggest like mistake made with those is just overstuffing them. You know, they're a neat little, little operation there, but. It is. I like them. Yeah, but you just got to, you got to take it easy on her. It's not, it's not a big thing. So would you say flour is your favorite way to go as yeah. you travel the greed? Yeah, I'm I'm pretty old school. I like flour the most. You know what I mean? I like just rolling something, smoking flour. That's like that's typically my go to. But uh I do I do use every, a little bit of everything. I you know, I use concentrates more frequently than I did in the past and uh, I, I do enjoy them a lot. I like the, you know, getting like all that taste and everything's a huge part of it for me. But uh I also like the ritual, you know, I just like sitting down, smoking, passing something, and, and, and I feel like you really get the, you know, like the whole plan, like getting all of it. I don't like excluding any of that, like all the all the good that comes with, you know, just the flower. No, totally agreed. I'm the same way with that, you know, something that I'm not really always used to rolling like that. I prefer much more a glass piece and doing it that way, just for the same kind of reason. I think, I think just the action of it, because sometimes, I don't know, like when the, I... When I smoked cigarettes, I liked to smoke rolled stuff more because it was just so much similar. Now I've lost some of the, yeah, some of the fascination, some of like the tendency, like the habit the, of the fascin, of, dude, fucking pounded. That's the exact <laughs> word that I needed, and you pulled it right for me. Thank you. The fascination yeah, with yes, kind of holding something between the fingers, bringing it to the mouth, and stuff like that. I'm good on. Yeah, that's a big part of it for me. It's just, yeah. it's just. Yeah, I got a cigarette smoker, so just bring it to my mouth and just having something in my hand and something to do, and like it might be even like part of like you know just I don't I don't know like it's kind of like a, a nervous thing, you know. I think it just like helps to helps with the relaxation part for me, like helps to like bring me down, relax. It's just something that's like a comfort feature. And yeah, sometimes I'll find myself sometimes needing that. So the vape pen every now and then will do that for me. And I must look like a motherfucking crazy person because I will hold it between the fingers like every now and then I need that. Mostly when I'm super stressed. I think since I quit smoking somewhere in about seven years ago, I've had three cigarettes, maybe two. I can't remember the third one, but I also remember thinking three was the answer. <laughs> I had one during finals because I was in school. I had one at a friend's birthday party. They were just smoking. I was looking. I was like, let me get one of those. And I tried it just to try it. And nothing, nothing came back. Like nothing was like, oh my God, this is what I miss this whole time. So. Dude, how did you quit smoking? Like what, like what was like. I also quit drinking around the same time. And it was just easier because those two were my best friends. Like they, they went together super duper well that. 
it was just easier to stop both kind of because once i wasn't drunk all the time like i didn't crave cigarettes the same way i did like the second i started drinking i'd feel the need for a cigarette and like i'd start drinking the second i woke up so it got real bad there for a little bit when then just stopping one stopped the other pretty easy yeah okay that... i went vape too for a little bit like the right yeah you yeah. had a rig with the oil and shit like that. So I did do nicotine. It's not like I stopped all the way nicotine sometimes. But yeah. like that shit got expensive, weird, and goopy, like in my pocket Ugh. every now and then. At the time, too, I was stopping. I was working at a cabinet shop. So even in my pocket, like you'd get sawdust around the tip of it. Like, so then a few months after stopping cigarettes, I stopped that too. I was like, fuck that. Like just the whole. The yeah. whole thing. I never could get into the vaping thing. I just feel like it's a different kind of feel. And like, I just, it's just not, it's just not the same for me, you know? I don't know. Absolutely. No, my parents do it now. And every now and then, like, they'll hit something that I'm like, that smells fantastic. Let me try that shit. And I'll just go, literally, that small. Yeah. And I will blow my lungs out, dude. I cannot. It's like, in my opinion, I don't know if it makes sense, but the smoke is almost of a different viscosity. Absolutely. It's much thinner and like it's it's like chugging water compared to syrup or something like that. Yeah. Where you take that first one in and it just fills my shit and it's not oh no, no, I can't even do that anymore. But around the same amount of times of trying, I'm just like, let's just see. Let's just see what happens. Do I still like that? And no, no, nothing happened with that. Yeah, that's not definitely not my thing. I mean, the yeah, I I don't know. That's just never been my thing. Even now, as we're talking about traveling the green, like the vape pens are good for an itch sometimes, especially discreetly and more when you don't want to be seen or anything like that. <laughs> yeah, that's discreet. just the convenience factor that's is what the they are. One. The convenience factor. And I always think, I'm like, man, I wish like I wish we got some of these strains of flour because you get so many great strains in the cartridges and, the, and even in the concentrates that I really wish we would see more in flour, you know, like and you don't. don't. I don't get that. I don't understand how we don't. And maybe that's why I kind of stick to Cresco when I go carts because I've seen the flower. We've had the flower. Even if we don't see it often, I've seen it still like blueberry space cake. Don't get the flower too often. What we do, we got a shit ton of it. But like I've seen that cart before. Same for the 707 headband. Same for the A14 fireworks. You know, like they're oh, yeah. elusive in both types, but at least we've seen them. But then like in other growers where you're like, I've never seen this banana lemon crossed with the shark of the tornado or some shit like yeah, that. You know, right. it's like I've never seen either of these in flower, let alone cross. Like, where are all these and why don't I see the ones that they have flower in in more carts? I, I always wonder that. And like what are you doing? How's that working? So that's a reason I I really honestly stick to Cresco as much as I do. Yeah, I get that. That that, that is, I also just like those Cresco cards. They're, they're they're pretty good. I just picked up a rhythm one, and that one's that one's been really great too. That that's been a really nice one for me. What is it? It's the rhythm jet fuel. Oh yeah, jet fuel as a strain is always super solid. From them, I've tried their flower ones, and it was solid. I don't know if I've ever picked up a card from them. Oh yeah, dude, dude it's it's good. It's worth it. I think it's got like the point three one, but it's killer. Oh yeah, digging it. So that kind of has me on the fence. You know, as a consumer, I like the fact that I can get 300 milligram carts. Like, that's kind of cool. As a somebody on the other side, like, it's kind of annoying because somebody's like, oh, that's the disposable. I'm like, no, 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 that's a cart. They're the only company to make 300 milligram carts that I know of and sell of. Like, yeah, that is so annoying. I always, 
You could have gone 350 or something, you know, even 310. Just give me a fucking help. (laughs) Dude, you always have to double check them because it is so weird. Like, you you, see 300 and you just think, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And like the and the the labeling is only slightly different, you know. So that's it's it's like weird. It says like vape cartridge or vape pen. It's like what you have to look for. It's that's like, yeah, well, another inside baseball kind of thing about working in there is like the terminology. We kind of want to get a big sign. People come in and they're like, "I need a pen, like a disposable," and they're like, "No, no, no, I just need the pen." I'm like, "A cartridge." Like, no, the thing that screws. I'm like, yeah, the cartridge. And they're like, no, the thing under it. I'm like, the battery? And they're like, the thing that you put your lips on. I'm like, oh, my God, we're going around in circles, guys. Yeah. Like, I'm just going to pull out all three things and point, like, point, point in my hand which one you need. And that's funny. It, it, it is really, really mind-boggling to me how many, and like I don't, and, and it's just like eye-opening how people come in and they have no experience with, you know, anything involved with the dispensary or they have no experience with, cannabis in general and that's just something that i that i found really interesting like people that come in and they're like like you know like what are you interested in they're like i have no idea and you're just like oh so where do we begin you know i love that (laughs) that feeling i do enjoy it's the people who have been in there every day who buy the same thing from me every day when they don't learn the terminology but the ftps the first time patients when they're like what what can i do I've told you, I've said it, I've proved it. I'm a chatty motherfucker, dude. Like, let's start at the beginning. You know, it's almost like in the beginning, there was just flour. Let's start there. And then they pressed it and then they tinctured it. And then they are, you know what I mean? Yeah. We go through the entire evolution of it and shit. And yeah, that's a good time. I actually do enjoy that, especially when they're like, okay, I think I'll get cart. And you're like, okay, <laughs> the most simple thing. Like, let's go with it then. Like, it's a good time. Yeah, that that is always what it seems to be, like a cart and maybe like an eighth or something. But mm-hmm. like, you like, look at like a cart. But then it's then it's a matter of like, so what kind of cart do you want? Because you want to put them on something good because you don't want their first experience to be, if it's their first experience with like cannabis in general, you want it to be a, like a bad one. If it, you know what I mean? So you want to recommend something that's going to really help them. But like, when they don't know what they're looking for, it's kind of tough. You know what I mean? Like, well, like indica, sativa, something to bring you down, something to, you know, maybe a little more uplifting. And they're like, well, I don't really know. What do you recommend? It's like, well, what I like, you know, doesn't mean you're going to love it. Like, both looking for different effects here. That's why, too, you know, I think that the restaurant where I'm going to try to figure out as many euphemisms or comparisons or liking as as I can, because that's the same thing, you know. I could never eat the same thing that my wife did. If we took each other's lunches, let's say, on the way to work, we'd both be fucked, literally looking in the bag going, this is useless. Like, literally useless. She doesn't eat meat. I don't eat whatever the hell she packs. You know what I mean? Like, maybe I can get away with a granola bar in her shit or something like that. It's a lie. We both eat a lot of PDB&J. But the point is, I'm trying to make a point of, like, the same thing with medicine. You know, if you just took somebody's bag by accident, I can't tell you. Like, I can't tell you my experience is going to be anything like yours. We have some data that says this is normally what happens when the body interacts with what we were talking about, mercy. And, like, you're probably going to feel a little relaxed. Yeah, right, right. But you're going to have to kind of travel that green to figure it out for yourself. So one thing I also enjoy, like I kind of miss about the old days is we used to get journals to hand out. I'd be like, write this shit down. You know, you just said you got a jet fuel. Did you like it? Yes, no, up, down. What did you like about it? It made me feel peppy. What were the top three terpenes? And then we'll go, oh, wow, you reacted to the caryophylline really good there. Like, that's what we're going to hunt for you. Yeah, that is cool. That'd be cool. I wish we did that again. Yeah, that is a great idea. That's probably time consuming, but I think that it that's is. helpful. <laughs> that's probably the problem. And then it's that's a, that's a big consuming. problem with it is like 
is like, you know, a matter of time. Like you wish you could spend more time with each person, you know, at the end of the day, like you're trying to get as many people served as you can. It's a dual mind. Yes. Because in my opinion, it's almost split down, maybe 60, 40, 60% of people want to get in now and other 40% appreciate the time. Yeah. So what am I going to do? I'm going to try to service everybody. And if you have questions, I'm going to answer them. But if you're somebody, if you come in and I'm like, Hey, did you have an order? Yeah. Did you want it? No. Boom, boom. This is like, this is what number I'm on. Take the money. Do, do, do. Thanks, bro. Have a great day. And ship, you know? Yeah. There's somebody, Hey, I had some questions. Like, awesome. What are your questions? Cause I hopefully have answers, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And some people need that because there's not a lot of places you can turn to for answers in this program. And that's kind of a tough thing. It's, yeah, you know, they don't give you really a great amount of direction. I don't feel like, so I don't know. I feel like it's kind of like us on us. Are, you know, we're the people that they can come to 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 ask those questions too. Yes, exactly. I feel the exact same way. Nice. Well, guys, this has been a great bud section. I always like to ask if anybody's on the other end, if they're patients in their own state or anything like that. If you know what you have your hands on, always leaving strains in the like comment section. You can find us on Twitter. I finally got back into that account. What a son of a bitch Twitter is. It keeps logging me out. Uh, Instagram, we have all the fun shit. All that would be cool. But we are going to exit out of this bud section and get to know each other a little bit better inside the bro section. So the bro section is usually getting to know one each other a little bit better. So I'm going to start out with how we know each other. Alluded to it a little bit in the previous section of knowing you as a patient. But I don't think I ever told you like I was almost a little jealous of you. So you would come in and you'd be tight with other people. And I just, you know, we hadn't had a full interaction yet. And everybody's like, oh, Brad's so nice. I'm like, yeah, Brad's really, he seems really cool. I've just never really waited on him before. And then when we started to work together, you were like, dude, I just want to say, like, you seemed really cool. I was just, I like, I never really knew what to say. And I was like, me too, me too. Like, I didn't know what to say either. Like, so it's great to have you, especially here and just like getting to know you more and more each day at work has really been super fucking awesome. Well, thanks, dude. Dude, it's been great working with everybody there. I love all you guys there. Uh, I think we have a really great team. That's one of the great things we have going for us there. Um, it really is such an awesome team. Yeah, dude. Every, everybody plays a different role, and I think it's awesome. Like, like you know, I, think, I don't know. I just think you guys all kill it, and I love, I just love being like... It's, to me, it's almost like being a fly on the wall, and like it's so interesting because I've, I've you know, gotten like relationships with everybody on the other side of the, gla- well, the glass is gone now. But like... Uh, being a patient and everything and um then now getting to see you guys every day at work and everything it's been awesome seeing that develop so kind of talking about that a little bit you are part-time we also again i think i brought it up because you have a another job a full-time job want to talk about that a little bit yeah if you don't mind saying yeah actually i i uh, work at pepsi during uh the week and everything but yeah that's uh it's pretty weird uh every different um I work at Pepsi. I'm like, uh, like, you know, I'm a sales rep kind of thing. So I just kind of sell soda and, uh, make orders for different stores. I do uh, like gas stations and like, like dollar stores and things like that. I don't do like Walmarts. It's a different side of things. What about but, pharmacies? Yeah. They're, yeah. Pharmacies. Different side of things or you do those? No, that's us. Pharmacies and convenience and all so, of that. Yeah. I knew a Brad at my pharmacy, so to speak. And yeah, no, I, that's awesome. I think you were talking the other day about what, what was the little machine? What did we used to use? Like when them, they used to plug them in to like take in orders or something like that. If you've ever seen those, oh, like, you said it the other day, and like some weird memory clicked in the back yes, of my mind. I, where I was I, like, 
I know what the fuck he's talking about. Like, holy shit. I can't remember what they're called to be like, we only use them at like Rite Aid or something. Yeah. So I can't, it's like a Dex something or. Yeah. I can't remember what it's called. Yeah, we forgot it at the one store and we had to go back and get it. Yeah, that was. Yeah. I wish we did that with our deliveries. Like, I plug my machine into yours and it goes, hey, do you have 60 of these? And it says, yeah, I do. And it goes, cha-ching, 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 and just goes down, ba-boom, ba-boom. And it's like, all right, good. It's like, all right, see you guys later. Because yeah. that's how I remember it being with soda and eggs and milk and like anything that kind of came in, you grab that machine and it's like, this is what it does. Yeah, yeah, scanning things in would be a lot easier than doing it by hand. Like, wouldn't it? Yeah. That'd be great. Yeah, it's kind of funny how, how I don't know. You would, I'm really surprised by how things are operate, do operate. I thought working there would be a lot different, you know? Oh, yeah. How stuff like comes in, and you're like, oh, wow. I thought it'd be much different, but it's one way. Com- yeah, I know what you're saying without getting too into that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and just like day to day operation, like I didn't realize how much you guys actually had going on. Like, I don't know. To me, I like you only see people waiting on people, really. You know, like you don't see a whole lot other than that. So I didn't realize how much goes on behind the scenes. Like that, that room there, like the back room we have, like, that's a big mystery to everybody. Yeah, like, I don't know if everybody realizes that, like, and it works there because I feel like it kind of fades away, but that's a big mystery. Like, that's all like a big, like, what the hell's back there? Like, mm-hmm. I always, at least I always thought that. Yeah. And now working there, I'm like, what the hell? This is it? Like, this is all <laughs> back here? Like, and I, I don't know. I thought it'd be like, kind of like a Disney World back, like a Willy Wonka chocolate factory type situation. That's so funny. That's so funny. As somebody who's actually worked at Disney and gone underneath and done that shit, I'm just like, I understand that feeling of like, oh, these magic tunnels are just regular people tunnels. That, Did you know that? Did you no, know that? I did not. Yeah, that, the Magic Kingdom is actually above sea level. So underneath the Magic Kingdom in Florida, there's an entire sea, an underground, not a sea, an, uh, a city, an underground city of sorts, like with subways and not like subways like whoops, like subway sandwiches. There are subway employees who travel to their job, which happens to be underneath the Magic Kingdom. I found that fucking mind blowing. Like they don't work for Disney. They're not Disney sandwich makers. They 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 ship in subway people. That is very bathrooms galore, wardrobe, all these things. So when if you ever go down to Disney and you're walking on Main Street USA, you are well above sea level. There's people moving and shaking under you. That's why you never see garbage being picked up or moved. Like I am absolutely flabbergasted by like everything that you just said. I didn't even know you worked at Disney. So that. I did a college program. Like the first time I did college, quote unquote, when you're supposed to right out of high school, if you will, of my first, if not second semester was spent. No, it must've been my second because I had to have my first to find out about it. Literally some guy came in and he's like, who wants to be an intern and who wants to get paid? And I was like, I'll do that. And they're like, who wants to work at Disney? I was like, fuck, I'll do that too. And it's literally that easy. They they shot you down there. They paid you like they paid you and then they put you up too. So you worked and then as long as you did, you also made your rent and whatever. It was pretty fucking sweet. Dude, that is pretty cool. I did not know that. I've never done anything like that. That's pretty interesting. It was. And then you learn all these secrets and stuff. So like Walt didn't want a cowboy walking through tomorrow world and then everybody be like, oh, the illusion's broken. And that's another reason that little whole thing goes on under there. You have to take like a six hour course your first day called traditions and you just sit there. And listen, and listen, and a lot of it stuck. Because I don't know, I like that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, I, I, I would enjoy that. That's cool. Damn, that's that's really interesting. That's, that's good information. I've never had a cool job like that. I mean, like, working at the dispensary is cool. That's, that's like... That's, yeah, but see, like, I worked at Port Orleans Resort. So I just sold 
stuff with Mickey Mouse on it, you know? It's not like I was Winnie the Pooh walking down the street, like, dancing or nothing. Yeah, right. I don't know why I want Winnie the Pooh. Who would you want to dress up as if you could dress up as any Disney character and work as them for the day? Either character in, like, I'm actually in a suit or, like, Aladdin, i.e. they'll give you the best and shit See, I was thinking about Aladdin, but I don't know. That's a tough one. Buzz Lightyear kind of calls me. That's a good one. Fucking A. That also looks like a really cool suit as well. I feel like it wouldn't be as hot. I feel like... I was thinking about that. Like, I would not want to be the Beast. Like, that would be probably the worst hand to be dealt would be being the beast i think um maybe maybe solely would suck that would suck pretty bad too another really furry one wow yeah. you're good at this game who else would suck being in a suit brad like <laughs> those are two for two like definitely <laughs> fucking losers i love you're disney right. so yeah. uh oh man i don't know that like it's hard it's almost hard to think of what would be good you know, mm. like, what would be airy? Aladdin. I think, yeah, no, that was a really Aladdin good one. Probably be airy. Not being suited up. So, yeah, you're right. Aladdin. Hercules looks pretty good. I wouldn't mind to like it. Yeah, Hercules is a good He's one. He's got That's a little a padding, option. I think, in his arms. Maybe the same thing for Gaston, like, just to make Yeah. Him. But, no, yeah, Aladdin's usually just hanging out in a fucking vest. Like, that does seem pretty damn ideal. Dude, how would you like to be like Mickey himself? Like that's a high pressure situation. I'm not even gonna lie. I mean, I think maybe because of how medicated we are, people are laughing. Like, but no, that is a high pressure situation. <laughs> I, I don't know if I could actually fill the big yellow shoes, dude. Like, I'm gonna be some most likely kid's lasting impression forever. And just what if I don't do the shake right? And I'm almost positive a few of them, if not all of them, have to master the same exact if not however humanly close autograph yeah i know for a little bit during covid they did stamps so you could because you couldn't get that close to them or whatever but right if if it's still available like even cinderella so all the princesses you know other out of the character costumes that are pretty good but like obviously it's not going to be the same cinderella however like somebody went with a book and got as many cinderellas as they could and they all fucking matched up like Imagine that being your job. You know, I'm at home looking at the menu, trying to like learn stuff and figure stuff out, and they're at home just practicing their C's just to make Cinderella perfect. That that's to go to work to dress up like Cinderella to be Cinderella to little kids, man. That's damn good for them. Dude. It's a good thing we have people like that in this world, you know. Now you said you love Disney. Yeah, yeah, I grew love up Disney. on Disney and shit. Yeah, yeah, I went on a Disney cruise when I was a kid, man. Like, how was that? Dude, I don't. It, it was interesting. It was. I don't know. Cruise is not my thing, but I was just telling my wife that like I don't fucking like that shit either. But a Disney one, especially as a kid, had to at least been pretty fucking cool. Dude, yeah, yeah, dude, it was definitely pretty cool, and I'm I'm lucky I got the opportunity to do stuff like that. But like, uh, yeah, I don't know. I I don't know. A fan of the cruise ship vibe, like especially all this shit that's going down with cruise ships in the last few years. Like, they keep getting stuck and shit, and like, I don't know. Like, I just don't think that's my thing. I feel like everybody on board's just a little too leisurely because you're right. They keep getting stuck and it's like, isn't it somebody's whole responsibility to make sure that doesn't happen? I, I and think then that, like, doesn't that person have like many a delegates to like help make sure that that doesn't happen? You're right. What's I was, going I, on? Like That's like the whole objective of the staff. I would think like most of them. Yeah. I mean, I can't blame the waiters, but like yeah, everybody right. up in the fucking cockpit. Is it a cockpit deckhand? I don't know. My cousin would know. He he works on boats all the time, and he's never told me he's got stuck anywhere. So they know what they're doing. That's what I'm saying. I'm pretty sure cruise people are just like, fuck it. Park it over there. Yeah, that's... Sand I don't know. dune whatever. I don't know. I don't think the cruise thing's for me. That's for sure. You, you ever, Have you ever been on a cruise? 
once when I was a kid, and yeah, now I was sick for a little bit of it. The only thing I really dug about it was my fat ass enjoyed like the food. I.e., I would like call somebody on the room service because I was left alone in the room because my parents and my sister at the time, like not at the time, she's still my sister. At the time, though, they weren't going to like hang out with me. They were like, there's a cruise going on. So I'm sorry, but kind of feel better. We're coming and check on you. Are you old? Like, I was still pretty old. But I would just be like, can I get a bagel with cream cheese? And they're like, yeah. And they would just bring me a bagel with cream cheese. And I found that to be fucking amazing because it would be like two in the afternoon, two in the morning. What the fuck did it matter? And then once I was like kind of able to travel out, ice cream bar. Again, oh, it didn't yeah. matter. It didn't matter what fucking time it was. So save for yourself twisty ice cream. What's it called? Soft serve. What a fucking revolutionary idea for a 13-year-old. That, I wasn't ready for it. That was, was absolutely a game changer. I do remember that aspect of the cruise. That was crazy. That was huge. That was uh, that was definitely a big advantage to the cruise. Yeah. It didn't matter how uneasy I felt because it wasn't like, yeah, I was queasy, but not throw-uppy almost. You know, It was my inner head of just like, I can't stand right now or else I get dizzy right. more so than anything else. Yeah, that's... Yeah. Just watched old movies. They played movies, and I was like... Bagels and movies, this is, it's not that bad. But I don't think I'd go on one now, especially to pay money for it. No, I would definitely uh, do something different, I think. Where uh, have you, Where else have you gone? Where have you gone? Where's your favorite place you've, you've traveled to? Not a big traveler. No? No, I haven't really. I went to the Bahamas as a kid, the Dominican Republic, kind of as a kid. That was like the last, quote unquote, big vacation I went on. Like, you know, I was still living with the parents and... Uh, since then I've like done many trips to Florida and stuff like that, but nothing humongous, but you've traveled a lot, right? I've, yeah, I've, I've traveled a decent amount. Yeah. yeah I want to hear about that. Do you mind? No. Uh, yeah, I've been to like, um, like Jamaica and the Bahamas, like you were saying, um, things like that. I haven't did like a couple, a few States, Texas, California, Hawaii, like the Carolinas and stuff like that, Florida. But, uh, I've heard it was like either going to like Belize or maybe like the Czech Republic was a lot of fun. That was like a, a really interesting experience going to see Czech Republic, Poland and Germany. And I've been to like England as well, which is pretty awesome. My mom's a travel agent. So like that, like helped out a lot. You know, we got to like do cool things like that. Part of me hears that and is like excited. Like that sounds cool. And then the other part really terrified. I don't know. You know, that's just a whole different beast of a, the travel itself. Literally being on a plane that long freaks me out. Then B, just like everybody knowing I'm a tourist. Also kind of scares me because I'm already kind of paranoid as a person. Now I feel even more singled out. And then B, just like I have lived here in Pennsylvania for five, six, seven years maybe. I don't fucking know. Lived in this house for two. Still don't know where I am. I can get to work. I can get to places if you tell me what fast food place it's next to. But, like, if I'm over there and they're like, here's a map, dum-dum, I don't see it going well. I don't know. That adventure is like, let's just see what happens. I'm not sure that's all the way in me. But what was your favorite there, dude? You just fucking, that was a lot of, that was a big list. Oh, yeah. That, that's tough, man. My favorite might have been the Czech Republic because that was, like, kind of crazy. Like, like you know, like, like pots, like, kind of gray, mar- like, gray in the, in the laws there. It's kind of legal. You know, you're not supposed to like smoke in public or anything. But when we were there, you know, we managed to get some, uh, some, some weed and everything, and we were we were rolling some joints and stuff back then. It, it wasn't the greatest stuff, but it was just the experience that was really cool. You know, I do. That sounds really cool. So yeah, let's talk about it from that aspect of it. Yeah, that Have you was... smoked in other countries, and like, what was? 
like not not I mean, a whole lot of them. Uh, but like Czech Republic was definitely the one I remember the best. Like um, going there was pretty sketchy. We were like right in Prague, and uh, this guy's like handing out pamphlets about like this like party boat or something. And we were I was just like talking to him, and we like, got talking about like you know cannabis and everything, and and he was just kind of like, "Why are you like you looking to get some cannabis?" And I was like, "Well, yeah, like for sure." And so he like just reaches in his pockets, and I'm like, "Holy shit!" Like this guy's just like. It's good to go. Like this is this is fucking crazy. And he's like, "Oh, wrong pants." And I'm like, "All right, like that's a little weird, but what, whatever." Like you know, it's what it is. And he just starts like screaming. There's like thousands of people in like this square, and he starts yelling like 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 Marco, Marco. And I'm like, "Yo, what the fuck is going on?" Like, and this like this like Colombian guy comes over and just like takes me down an alley and I'm like, oh shit, here we go. Like this is where I get sold like the sex slave probably. Like, <laughs> this is going to be like, like Liam Neeson's going to take the day. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's kind of what I pictured happening. And I was like, oh, well, let's go. Yeah, all for a little bit of grass. This sucks. Yeah, but, really? But I, I like, fuck it. I went down the alley. You know what I mean? It's like one way to get the gold, you know? So yeah, ended good. up getting some, getting, getting like an eighth. And then it all went good. I was, you have any memory of like the money conversion there? Was yeah, it, was yeah. Was it a good deal? Do so you remember I, like going? I, gave like, huh. I think it was like forty bucks for the eighth. Like if I if I transferred the money to like the U.S. dollars, so I wasn't like it was, that was all right. Being that you know I had no connection to anybody there, and they knew I was just coming from America, you know. So I like I didn't feel like I got like totally robbed. You know, like that was fine. Like it could have been better grass, but I, I don't know what they have over there. You know, maybe that's just what it's like over there. So, but then I remember we were like. I actually on a school trip for this and uh, we were smoking these doobies and like a couple of ki- a couple of the guys I was with were like, Oh, what are we going to do? And we're like, I'm like, yo, we'll just get fucking, there was like a KFC across from our hotel somehow. So I'm like, we'll just get some fucking KFC chicken, dude. Nobody will smell the weed. That, in my head, I was That's thinking. That's a genius actually. It, like it, it makes <laughs> sense to me right off the bat. In my head, I was thinking we won't see anybody, you know, so it won't be an issue. Cause I was like, there's no way this goddamn chicken's going to cover up this, this pot. And we ended up getting the chicken and we go into the elevator, and as soon as we get in the elevator, the door's closed, and like a scene from a movie, like the one teacher puts her hand out and like holds the door open, and it's like, got like a, a bunch of bunch of chaperones and stuff with them, like, can we ride with you? I'm like, yeah, sure. And they all sit in there, next thing you know, like the one guy's like sniffing, and I'm like, oh, fuck, dude, here it goes. And he's just like, damn, that chicken smells really good. And we all just like start cracking out laughing, like we were all so hot, like we were all high at that point, and just like, I couldn't believe this chicken had actually covered the smell of, of, of the, the It's meat. working. Yeah, I was like, oh my God, it worked. Like, we're going to make it. <laughs> That's so fucking good, dude. That's such a funny story. Yeah. Any other good ones like that? I like that. I, I can't think of anything like that off the top of my head. I was, oh man. Anybody out there listening? That's a good one. Yeah, that was a funny one. I mean, more recently, I've been visiting my brother in Chicago, which is recreational in Illinois. And we had bought these pre-rolls and these edibles. Because like in Pennsylvania, we, I can't get edibles or pre-rolls. So that's what I was really buying. I was trying to take advantage of that while I was out there. And I remember we were going to like P.F. Chang's for dinner, me, him, and his roommate. And they're not like, you know, heavy users. And, but like, they were all, like, I, I didn't like, you know, I didn't know what we were getting into. So I had smoked a joint before we had left. We get in the car and we'd eaten, like, eaten a couple gummies, each of us, you know, I think they're like 10 milligrams or something. We'd all eaten a few. And like, my brother had eaten like two of them and I'd eaten a few. And, we get in the car and his roommate pulls out a joint, like sparks it. And I'm like, oh, all right, I guess we're doing this, like whatever. And they each take like one rip off this joint. And I'm like, you want to give it back to the roommate? And he's like, nah, man, I'm good. 
And I'm like, well, dude, like that just leaves me. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, man, just finish it. And I'm like, well, I don't really know that I want to finish this right yeah. now. But like, I just finished it, you know, fuck it. And I end up tossing it. It's like somebody cracking a beer. And yeah. Saying, yeah, exactly. What are you going to do? Like, no, I've had my sip. Don't worry about it. Like, like yeah, I guess I could save it for later, but respark, no. I yeah, right. I was just trying to get rid of it at that point. And I was, I was feeling good. We get to P.F. Chang's, and I think the change of uh, like scenery with the darkness in there and the setting, they're trying to set the mood kind of thing. I walk in, and it like, totally like, like tipped me over. I was like, whoa, this is fucking crazy. That edible just hit me hard as soon as I walked in there. Next thing I know, I'm sitting in the booth, and I'm like kind of like dripping sweat, and I'm like thinking like my escape route, I'm like planning it out. Like I'm just getting on a plane or something. I'm like, how the, fu- like, how the fuck do I get out of here in case of emergency? And then like next thing I know, I'm like, texting my brother from across the table and i'm like i'm way too fucking high for pf changs right now bro and he's just like fucking cracking up looking at me but i got some water and everything cooled down but like that was just like a, a water hilarious. helps all yeah. dude it's yeah, so definitely. amazing what water can do definitely but that was just another experience with like you know just traveling and just kind of getting out of hand because you, you know i don't know i was unaware that illinois was full wreck so like that's cool maybe i should go check out some uh, chai town soon oh dude just just 40 percent tax on everything though all the goodies that that was a that was a kicker there wow now yeah. is everything relatively cheaper then like does it kind of balance out well, what are it's we not talking that, to you it's not really that much cheaper like like buying it here ends up being a lot cheaper than buying it there with the 40 percent yeah i was down. gonna say once again we talked about earlier seven grams of ground flour for 30 what are we talking about can they beat that shit no that's, that's a great deal no i told my brother about that and he's like absolutely like, like that's ass and i never heard of anything uh, like that and i'm just like yeah. so even our better deal then if that was or not our better but even our more modest deal like i still think 30 dollars for 3.5 grams of smalls is me too I think all that's, day dude like what the fuck i'm like that's crazy to me absolutely i even i even feel like i'm robbing i'm getting this 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 super lemon g for 35 mm-hmm. i mean that that's yeah, for whole buds then. Right. Like their most expensive thing is 35. Yeah. Can we say that anybody else's cheapest thing is 35? Seriously. That is that that's the truth about it and it's it's not low quality either. I'm I'm no. I'm I like it a lot, you know. No. I mean some THC hunters might not be into it because it doesn't always reach up into the 20s, but like we know better. Yeah. It's not always all about Yeah, and this that. one even is. This one is like getting up in there, I think. This one's like 23.4 or something. That's pretty good. That's my perfect, dude. Yeah. I think anywhere between Absolutely. 24 to 26 is what I aim for. If it goes a little spicier, I even then just go, is it is it actually spicier? Yeah, you kind of raise your doubts. That that's that's what that's true for me too. I, I kind of start wondering when I see things like that from certain people, you know. Yeah, exactly. And then we can also just serve them quicker. Like this is the highest it hits third, and the second they hear third, they're like, all right, I'll take that one. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah, that's true. Definitely. So, not exactly to end this, but to kind of get close into it, because as we said in the beginning, we are going to be talking about Pokemon. But leading into the superhero section, just kind of always like to ask, growing up, did you like anything else kind of nerdy? How did how'd that go? I always enjoy hearing, like you said, about seeing what other people liked growing up or like, like picking up. I like knowing what people liked growing up. Like, what was your, your geek passion of like... I love this, even though not everybody does. Dude, I don't know. I was I was a big cartoon kid. I liked the you know, like Courage the Cowardly Dog, Scooby Doo. I liked things like that a lot. I liked like you know the old TV shows. I always liked like older classic TV shows. I liked the old cartoons, but I also liked like the the good old Nickelodeon shows, like like 
Angry Beavers and, you know, like Rocco's Modern Life, those classics. Pokemon was a big thing. I always watched after school. I always loved Pokemon. I hated Dragon Ball Z. Okay. I just remember like Dragon Ball Z coming on after Pokemon and I'd always be pissed. I would just be like, oh, God damn it. This fucking show's on again. What the fuck? Like, I just want to watch fucking Pokemon. Gotcha. Like, I, I, I don't know. I might like Dragon Ball Z. I just, I think it just, this unfortunate came after Pokemon, you know? That's like, what, yes. Dragon, the beginning of Dragon Ball Z was only the ending of Pokemon and that's how it was. Right. Because Pokemon too was just a big cliffhanger of like, oh, they're both sinking. They're inside. Come back next time. And you're like, no. I need to know now. Are they going to make it, dude? Right, and it was it was scheduled television. You had to fucking be there. You didn't fucking see it. Like absolutely. Like they all you got was the clip the next week. So yep. like, and people today don't think about that anymore. I don't think, and they don't realize that 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 was a big part of life. Like like you had to be home at seven p.m. on Tuesday to get that show you wanted to watch. Like because they're spoiled now, you know. Because now some people are doing a little bit more appointment TV, but it's at least the day drops on Thursday. You know, new episode yeah. Thursday. And then it's available whenever you want. But like you're talking about, like, no, you have to be there 6.59 and 59 seconds to 7.29 and like 30 seconds. I'm about that. And like you had to sit there the whole time. Right. The whole time. Because I don't, I think it was one of the shows, I can't remember, but it was one of the weird Nicktoons had a double break or something like that where it came back just for a little bit and then broke again. So pee breaks wouldn't always work. And I just remember going, I could wait. I'm not gonna miss it because what again you couldn't miss it that's so funny <laughs> that is hilarious was it what, what show was that when it was like all that or something i think that's exactly what it was yes they would shove a little just a small skit sometimes yeah. in between breaks yeah, yeah i think i, like I remember that right. dude all that was like snl for kids that's like exactly yeah that was killer that was a killer program i but. met kel mitchell and it was pretty fucking cool. I was at dude, Keenan Thompson came to my college. That's so weird. Dude, so that is so... between the two of us, we've met Keenan and Kel. It's so fucking dude, funny. Dude, that is so fucking funny. Came to college to talk or just kind of came around? What, were they shooting dude, something? Like, they to perform like, like a comedy skit. Like, no Yeah, we had the like, entertainers come, and he was one of the entertainers that had come to the, the Lurge Center. Shout out Shippensbury there, you know? Yeah, he was an entertainer there. That was kind of funny to see Keenan Thompson coming to your school to you know do a comedy thing. It is. We were at a uh, convention, Comic-Con convention, and just saw him, and I was like, can, can we take a picture? He's like, yeah, that's that's why I'm here. And, like, All right. and then we got done, and right before that, I met Austin St. John, the Red Ranger, and like he signed something. He's like, all right, and just like kind of turned and started talking to his person. I was like, oh, okay. Like It just seemed very rushed, but I was like... So you guys like gonna hang out a while? And I was like, Yeah, you know, we're gonna see who else is here. It's a pretty small convention, but like everybody's really nice. Like, yeah, yeah, everybody seems really nice. Probably gonna get some dinner later. What do you like? And just talked like a fucking human being for a little bit, like rather than I was a transaction or something. Yeah. Because again, it was small. It's not like he had anybody behind him. It's not like you know, not to kick rocks at him nobody had long lines like it was a very small convention and it was also like the second or third day in the middle of the afternoon like shit wasn't exactly popping then and he was just he was cool that is that's a cool experience man i'm glad that that went that way that's cool yeah especially right on the heels of meeting somebody who i like i love power rangers if you couldn't tell by all the room and shit like, dude yeah I, i've got a lot of shit and i like, could tell because i listened to like the, like the last previous podcast and stuff you talked about i like i i like power rangers growing up i definitely don't know about power rangers the way you know about power rangers like i feel like a lot of that memory of mine has just been cut mm -hmm. like i do remember watching power rangers a ton though it was yeah 
And it's again, you know, not all of it. I probably watched it, rewatched it since, especially in the age of DVD. I think I tell a story too about going to the neighbor kids who like I wasn't really friends with. Not not Tyler, anybody listening who really knows Deep Cuts, the other neighbor kid, because he had Day of the Dumpster, the first episode. And for some reason, even almost to this day, pilots fascinate me in terms of like what a show is, what it will become versus what was given to you on this first kind of like this is our show. Like, look at this, especially now, even more so as an adult and a connoisseur of media of knowing like pilots are a hard to get greenlit B are made and then shopped around forever. So like to think that this product that we have today is going to be like the one that it is at the end is like crazy. Like if you look at the office or something, like that's that. exactly what was in my mind when you said that, like that show at the very beginning is nothing like that show is halfway through when it's amazingly good See? or even when it ends when it's still just okay. It's, it's a very strange beach of like beast of like weird What's people I here? meet that have a hard time, like getting into the office. I'm like, once you get through season one, like, like, because I think season one is funny. I think after you get through season two, you find season one funny. But I think season one to season two's jump is massive. I think Michael Scott completely transforms as a character, and it's just a completely different show at that point. But I, I think that I don't know. I, I do, I do think of The Office when I think of that the the pilot and everything because it does develop much differently. Absolutely, and that's yeah, that's the one of the greatest examples. So, just I don't know. I'd want to watch the Power Rangers one all the time, and he meant a great deal to me, and he wasn't that cool, but Kel Mitchell was, so that's that's pretty freaking funny. See, that is funny. That That's hilarious that we met the duo. Yeah, yeah, between the two of us. Yeah. But I don't think we can bury the lead much longer, because we have kind of brought it up about how fucking important Pokemon was, and not only that, like, I think that this conversation is going to be fascinating in the sense of, it was important on three levels. Has there ever been other media that kind of took over like that? So in the sense, we're going to break down the superhero section even further, getting into it right now with Pokemon. We're on this. We're on it. Thank you. Uh, it means a lot. Dude, the moment Andrew and James was dope, I was like that. That was, yeah, it was fun to do too. I like three people sometimes. Yeah, dude. It's just cool because you have the cool experiences of both of you. Like, yeah. Well, the, the thrice of you, I guess. Yeah, and they know each other for a very long time. So, like, it's, it's just fun to watch people, too, like you said, and watch them interact compared to others. Alrighty, so if you've been living under a rock and you're not too sure what Pokemon is, it came out, I believe I just set it up, it was like 1995 is when it really hit here, man, and did it hit absolutely hard. It's funny that you talked about it being on right before DBZ, because in this country, at least, it has a pretty good reputation as being the anime that kind of made animes more prevalent around this. From there, I saw Naruto more, Dragon Ball Z kind of came out. There's a few that populated from this that I remember always being on Toonami at the same time, too. So um, we were talking about, or we led into the fact, I should say, of being obsessed with a franchise on three different levels, which is kind of hard. So do you remember, actually, which introduction you had first into Pokemon? I, I think it was actually the cards. I think I, I have two older brothers, so I remember my oldest brother getting into the cards and me just seeing him with the cards and kind of just thinking that they were pretty cool and everything. They looked cool before I understood what they really were. And then when the show came out, I really got into it then. You know, I uh, I mean, I have all of the episodes on DVD now, but like I, I just remember getting getting out of kindergarten or whatever it was, and 
just sitting at my grandma's and watching Pokemon. That was like the, my, my favorite thing to do. The show is really what uh, got me into it. And the games were a, a definite bonus. You know, and I got older, the, it just transitioned to a game so good. And it was kind of like a pioneer in that, in my opinion, there wasn't a whole lot of, uh, you know, things like that, that were transitioning into games from, from TV shows. And it was perfect too. So let me ask you as a fellow kind of, were you the type of guy when you started red and blue were the first games that came out here? Do you remember which one you went for immediately? I, I remember having red. Same. I also believe I went red. Were you also, did you name your player Ash and did you name the blue guy Gary? Like, did you enjoy kind of thinking that you were, like you were talking about in terms of the transition, did you actually then try to like take it that step further and make your game almost his exact choice? I, I remember doing that in like the later games, um, trying to match it up in like the remakes of like Leaf Green, things like that. I don't remember like the, I, I have like less memory of uh, like Leaf Green was what I put mostly most like my hours into. I have less memory of like the the red, blue, and yellow. I, remember, I do remember playing those though. Oh yeah, especially. So let's just take this section of this section to start off. We'll just do games. So blue and red were huge. I really remember though yellow being the absolute phenomena. So between all three of them, Pikachu became the mascot. It was the absolute favorite. It was Ashes in the game or in the show, I should say. Blah, blah, blah. So now this one was almost specifically for him. So then it was modeled after him in terms of being yelled. It was marketed after him. Like he was pouring out of yellow Game Boys. I remember that commercial so well. Like that game, in my opinion, I think broke shit. Everybody had Pokemon Yellow. I remember us having to put initials, full initials, three letters to make sure just in case there was another nf around like no this one's mine it's not nate ferreros or some shit like that you know what i mean like yeah. everybody had that shit yeah that that was a huge 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 thing i, I remember that back when the game white color it was like one of the it's just a huge thing it was one of the first handheld devices you know i mean before phones were even around you know that was just that was, that was like the introduction to all that yes and like we're saying in color a lot yeah. of people don't remember like the add-on of the kind of USB to shine the light, and they're like, "Wasn't it an LED screen?" It's like, no, no. yeah, no, no, motherfuckers, like we're that old. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember having all the game freaked add-ons, the the screen magnifier. Did you? Yeah, oh yeah, I had a ton of shit. I had a whole case because, like, I you know we'd be in the car and you couldn't have the back light on. My dad would be snapping out like. Had that had, is that's such a dead thing and almost like the garbage we were talking about off mic earlier of like not until you drive and you have that light on where you're like all right i guess it is kind of annoying dad <laughs> yeah yeah you quickly learn when it's uh when it's you driving <laughs> yeah yeah it's funny with that absolutely it's so funny you brought that up i just saw an instagram where it was a guy like he had the thing that went over the buttons and then the thing that went in the side and then the magnifying glass and then the rumble pack with the extra speaker like he bought everything to deck it out. And by the time it was done, dude, shit had to have been at least eight inches tall, five inches thick. Like it was a beefy unit with all attachments that had done. <laughs> I didn't have all the attachments. We had, a, we had a, definitely had a few. Um, I remember the magnifying glass type screen thing and the uh, the light for sure. But and even a speaker, I kind of remember. But yeah, I, I think I've seen that meme too, and it, it's insane all the uh, additional equipment that they had for it brilliant is what it is yeah it's like i remember spending lots of 
chore money on that shit. Lots of grass is cut, just saving up for kind of to almost dive into another part if we want of the cards too being such a part. Because in this section, for any hardcore Pokemon going out there, we're only going to go Kanto or is it Johto? Is it Kanto or Johto? The Kanto. first season, the Kanto section. So 151 Pokemon from Bulbasaur to Mew. Or Mewtwo. Who's 151? Mewtwo. Mewtwo. Because that's why his name is Two. Man, sometimes I say shit, and I'm like, wow, you're stupid. No, no, I mean. Anyway. I mean, look at Pokemon. Golduck is blue and Psyduck is yellow. You What's know? up with like, that? I think they misnamed them. I think I heard that somewhere. That, like, Golduck was supposed to be the original evolution, the, the, the yellow Psyduck, and Psyduck was supposed to be the blue one with the gem in his head. It makes more sense, you know what I mean? Yeah, the more I think about it, the more I do. Shit, I wasn't going to bring this up, but really quick. Did you see Detective Pikachu? No, I didn't. Oh, man, you got to see that. It's pretty entertaining. Really? Yeah, it's pretty fun. Okay. I mean, it really is. I really... I need to hear that. When it announced, I was like, eh, it's a good time. I would do that. Okay, I needed to hear that from somebody, I think. I, I, I haven't heard anything, so I was a little nervous about, I don't know, what taste I'd leave in my mouth, you know? Really quick then, too, as we're having fun tantrums, still Pokemon. Did you see that they remade Pokemon the first movie and, like, cgi for netflix no that's another one to look up of like why are we doing this i mean down to like frame for frame uh you've seen pokemon the first movie yes i love that movie spoiler to alert anybody who didn't see it since the 90s but like down to frame for frame of like the pikachu smacking each other and shit wow and then him crying like the whole thing and you're like i guess we needed a a CGI re- remake reboot of this, but like, why did we? It was weird, but also look that up. I, I don't know. I'll have to check that out. Did you like I'm the intrigued. movie? Do you remember I, that coming I out? I love the movie. Yeah, I remember loving that movie. I, I, I even like that movie now. I think it's a, it's a good movie when they go to the island, and I like that movie a lot. Yeah, that's a good movie. Ooh, as we continue to change it, because again, I'm just having so much fun bringing up past memories of Pokemon. Uh, Burger King. Do you remember going and trying to get all those fucking gold shiny yes. pendant and putting them in the Pokeballs? Yes. That was great, dude. I always think of a good friend. Uh, he had almost all of them. I was like, I would just go over there and stare at them. I yeah. don't know why. And when I say stare, I mean, it'd be full minutes where I was just like, yep, these are great. <laughs> just staring, just staring at and them. They, and they had so many different, like there was just so many different times where they did something similar. They had like the little Pokeballs and like the, they had all kinds of stuff like that. It was, it was, it was a massive market. You had to collect them all. I mean, that was that yeah. was definitely the market, and I, I it's it's in the theme song. Pokemon gotta catch them all. Like it is the tagline. It's the objective. It's the it's whole the objective. objective. That's it. One hundred and fifty-one. Complete that fucking Pokedex. So, in talking about this this version of it, the Kanto. Yeah. How, like, have you ever played a quote unquote perfect game? Have you ever caught all of them? I. I like to think I have, but honestly, it was probably between like the like the three of us, like me and my two brothers both. But I remember it being a bitch, and it was on. The, I think it was between my brother Matt and I when like the SP came out, the flip up revolutionary Game Boy that had the backlight and everything. That that changed my life. But we had the cord to connect them so we could trade because like in Leaf Green and Fire Red, you had to you had to trade. There was like one would give you like the Buzz, one would give you Magmar or whatever, so you could not get both unless you had traded. So we had to like, you know, swap the Pokemon and it's both brilliant and a little maniacal on their part. Yeah. And you have to, yeah. And like it gets more advanced as time goes on. Yeah. Yeah. That was a pain, but I, I, I like to think we did. I, I, I think we definitely did. Uh, we, we put like 
days worth of hours into those games. Like, that, so where is this chronologically then? Because I remember I played up Silver and Gold. It came out, and then we're going into the Johto, and that's we even kind of set off mic of and we'll finish up with it eventually. Of like when that switch happened, I was pissed. I didn't want it to happen. The only kind of cool thing that happened with that was uh, Pokemon Two Thousand, so the follow up movie, because that's how we got introduced to Lugia, and that's how the Silver kind of came out. I didn't want new starters. I didn't want to redo all this. No, why can't we, like, especially in the show, we didn't see all 150 yet. There was so right. much more to tackle, and I just felt like we didn't. So, um, forgot where I was going with that. Oh, so I jumped off the games. I don't think I went past gold. So, where you're talking about a leaf green and a what red? And a fire red. That was like, that was still on the Kanto region. It was just like a remake of like the, the, the green and red for, um, it just remade it. They kind of remastered it with color and everything for the SPs. And that was like what I, I, we put a lot of hours into those games. They were great. They were just like the original 151. Interested. Very interested in that. Cause I know we got that for the, uh, what's the new Nintendo? The Switch. Yeah. Meg, my wife, got me something like that. And it is replaying the old one, like down to the sound and everything. That's and like that's one of my favorite parts is like even when you get into like a battle or a Pokemon, like the. Dun, 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 dun. like that i was sitting here just grinning yeah and like that's how she was like oh I, it must have been a good gift because i was like i was doing that even the whole like singing thing because down beat for beat it's the same and it's a, it's a pretty good fucking time that 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 was well versed right there i'm Thank impressed you. with that memory that Thank was you. awesome <laughs> so how were you with cards then like, Dude, I never really got into playing cards, believe okay. it or not. I, I I know you have to use like the energy cards and stuff. I was just more of a card collector at the time. Like that was same just, thing. Yeah, so funny, brother Johnny, who you might know from listening, he could sit here and tell us how to play. He's tried to do it with me. I cannot figure that out. I was collecting. I was putting them into a binder and then just going through them. Like, yeah, all right, I'm at fifty nine. How many more do I got? I'm gonna get there. Nope, never got there. I never got any of the big three evolutions you know maybe some charmanders a war turtle don't think i ever even got a venusaur let alone to go all the way up yeah see we we like i remember like going around and like i remember my brother ricky like saving all of his money just to buy a charizard it was like like he like had spent like like a ton i don't even know for a kid like a ton of money on a charizard card like a card shop because that was a thing back then i remember I just had this flashback of going to this card shop in Kenworth. Holy shit. Yeah, that was a big thing back then. Like, it was the card shops, and, like, they'd have sports cards and Pokemon cards and Yu-Gi-Oh cards and all that shit. Shit up on the wall, though, yeah. almost. Like, unwrapped, like, here's a here's a Charizard. Give me 200 bucks for it. And you're yep. Like, uh-huh. you're, yeah, you're sitting there drooling on the counter. Yeah, absolutely. That's, That's so a- funny. Yu-Gi-Oh, too. Yeah, I played that as well. But not played. Collected. Yeah. Didn't know how to play it. Didn't know. Couldn't figure it out. Right. Just didn't even care to at the time for me. Did you get a full collection? We we I we never had the 151, but we had like like some decent cards, you know. We had a couple of good ones, but I don't, I think we just gave them all Salvation Army, of course, now that they're like worth something, but whatever. I never found the fossil ones, never saw anybody find the fossil ones. Those ones always seem I so remember radical we had and an crazy. Amistar. We had nice. What was the, the the dinosaur flying the, one? Oh, the Aerodactyl. Thank you. Yeah, never saw that IRL. Dude, I never saw that in a card. I don't think the Aerodactyl. That's pretty cool. Never saw a Charizard IRL. Like, well, oh, that's not Charizard. true. Maybe behind glass or like. We I never it. knew somebody who actually fucking owned it though. Like my brother, bro. He he, he bought it from behind the glass. He was that sucker. Uh, does he still have it? Do you know? <laughs> Fuck no, dude. They're all gone. I don't know where they are. Uh, yeah. 
Off in the wind. Yeah, same thing for my binder. I even had a Pokemon binder. Like, Me that too. Was cool. Nice. With like the three po- guys on front? Mine had that on the, I think on the back, because I got to catch them all, and it looked like a Pokedex on the front. Nice. Yeah. Oh, do you remember the toy Pokedex? Dude, yes. I didn't have one. My best friend did. did I. I was so I was, jealous of him. I remember they came out, and I didn't have one. I wanted one so bad. We had this thing where the uh, fire department would go around either like the 23rd, maybe the 24th of Christmas on December. I mean, that's Santa Claus and shit. And like one year, he got it, and I was just like, oh, oh man, this is going to be great. Like We're going to play with it so much. And he never wanted to play with it. And I'd go over there and be like, no, nah, you want to like ride bikes or do like, I don't know, a cool kitchen? I was like, no, can I please just play with your fucking Pokedex? And what a weird memory to bring up right dude, now. Dude, no, I get that, though. I've, I've definitely been there. I hate that when you're going to a friend's house, kind of they have some like, idea of playing a game you don't have. And they're mm-hmm. just like, I play a game all the time. I want to play this game because it's two <laughs> players. And you're like, no, fucker, I came here to play that game. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. It's so fucking funny. That's how I felt about the cards too. Of like, no, I don't want to play. I just want to look at your shit. Like, yeah. don't make me don't don't make me play them. Right? And they're like, well, dude, I brought you here to play, and you're like, well, I just want to look at it. Yeah, yeah. No, that's when I'd go for the games. I'm like, I'll play the games with you, at the very least. Yeah. And then finally, like, not finally, finally, but just to bring up too, we were talking about like how important the show was, dude being there for appointment television and making sure that you were seeing the episodes like it meant a lot i really yeah I if really you missed it you missed it that it. was it there's no there's no going in tivo and it recording it going back you you were shit out of luck you missed it unless you had it on vhs filming over something else like your parents wedding or something yeah but like that's that was it never figured it out still don't know if i could tape something i'm yeah. so happy that box that sort of thing yeah i'm glad that got the axe too i i never uh you have it you said Oh, I well, the box set. You have all the yeah, yeah. I have that. I should pay my pay my like taping over like that. Oh no, out how to tape over anything. But yeah, I have like a I have it in DVD. I bought it off Amazon actually. Nice. Now, are you a big DVD collector? Not a big DVD collector. So that's just no. really what Pokemon yeah. means. Though. That's awesome, dude. Yeah, I love Pokemon. So I mean, I guess it's got to be asked. It's so hard out of 151, but you know, real life right now, you can have one Pokemon. Which Pokemon would you have? Oh, that's so hard because like part of my brain goes in multiple directions of like, like useful, like, you know, like a useful Pokemon, like a Pokemon I just want to chill with, like things like that. My favorite Pokemon's always been Cubone. So I'm probably going in that direction. I always loved Cubone. I think that'd be pretty cool. How about you? That's a good one because I was always going to go because I liked Marowak a lot. I just thought it was the Cubone design of being metal with like a awesome skull adorning on your head. Like that's cool. But this one was a little bit sleeker. Yeah. You know, it looked a little bit more stealth, a little bit more ninja, a little bit more grown up and sophisticated almost. And he had a full bone, whereas Cubone's was only in half. You know, he used it more as a club where Marowak like fucking boomerang yeah. that shit. That's what, like, that's like when he evolves is when he learns boomerang. That's your right. So, and like, I always, you know, I always had such a weird, and this is a fun topic of uh, Lieutenant Surge. So it's like, <laughs> you got to fucking make sure your P- Pikachu's the best it could be. You got to evolve your Pokemon and shit. That's my horrible Lieutenant Surge. And we learn at the end, no, he's got to learn quick attack first and blah, blah, blah. However, I was, no, I was Lieutenant Surge. The second this guy was like, hey, do you want to, yep, yes, evolve. Hey, you have a Waterstone. Yep, yep, let's evolve. Like, I always. Just because, A, it added to the collection of, like, now I've had both. My Pokedex can read that it's had both. And, B, of, like, now I have fucking War Turtle. Like, yeah. Dude, yeah. I used to be like that. And then I just, I just remember, like, missing out on a bunch of good 
like attacks and shit that I wanted to get. And then I found out about all like, like in the games, like if you like bred the Pokemon that they like, like I remember like drowsy was an example. I figured out cause I was looking for a good psychic type and drowsy could learn ice punch, fire punch, thunder punch on their own. If you had bred them, like in like the, in the, 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 the daycare or whatever. And so I had done that and I was like, this is fucking sick. That's why I've never been a gamer and that's why I can barely keep up with it. Cause like that, I had no idea you could do any of that. There's always so much more to them that I'm just, I'm just too, I don't want to say too dumb. It's just, I, I wouldn't ever think of it. You know, I'm yeah. not clever enough to follow all the avenues that somebody has already set forth. Yeah. Cause a to lot me, to simple follow. shit is still just like, Oh, okay, this is great. Get to A to B. But now it's like, no, get to A to Z. And there's literally the other 24 stops in between. Have fun. It's like, no, no. I'm just, uh, my mind doesn't work that way. That's I amazing, that. though. I didn't know you could do that. And what a good thing. Like, Drowsy's coming in. Yeah, dude. And not a lot of people use Drowsy, but I thought it was pretty cool. I tried to use Pokemon that nobody uses. I was like, that's another one, too, of just like, fuck, he looks so much cooler when he evolves, though. Yeah. Hypno looks so much better. Yeah, he does. I'm going to bring it up now so we can look. See, Drowsy, it, it's a weird evolution for sure. Speaking of kind of other weird ones, the ones that you didn't see a lot that I wanted to bring up, uh, Jinx, weird looking Pokemon. What the <laughs> fuck is going on there? And it doesn't evolve. Like, so there's some that <clears throat> don't come from anything and don't go to anything. And there's like three in the row there, or maybe even five. So Mr. Mime, Scyther, Jinx, Electabuzz, Magmar, Pinsir, Tauros, all in a row there. None of them evolve nor come from anything. Yeah, single-stage Pokemon. I think, and it's funny because they're getting towards, like, the end of the list, too. It's almost like they're kind of, like, just running ideas, just, like... Like, if you've noticed now, like, the, the Pokemon now, they have, like, a set of keys. Like, they they, are, they, have, they, have, they have no ideas left. They're just, like, fuck it, paperweight Pokemon. That's a thing now. And As like, I'm really like, looking at it, yeah. are naturally occurring in, in nature are becoming Pokemon now. So, between, like, before the third to last ones, from Dragonair to Dragonite, when is the last three groupings before that? Oh, probably pretty early on. With the, there are the, none, like yeah. The Nidorans and the... Uh, All the way up there. The next one, it looks like to me, is uh, Bellsprout to Violet Plume. To Victory Bell. Victory oh, Bell, thank you. Yeah, no problem. That's what it looks like. Oh, no, because then we go Geodude to Gollum. Yeah. And then, no. All right, so that's the next one. Then we go almost, oh, Farfetch. That's another single stage. What a weird one. Yeah, that was a weird one. That's Dude, did you Pokemon Go? Dude, I, in the beginning, I did. I, I I enjoyed it, but then I lost my account kind of, and I was like kind of pissed because I had like really good, I was like fucking kicking ass. And then like, I guess they changed the game, made it a lot easier to get like more rare things. And I was like, ah, oh, I don't really care to do that again. It's funny in this entire tale, almost like my entire journey with Pokemon, the second it was over these 151 and you can get other ones, I kind of lost it. And then they went further. Like, so as we're kind of bringing up, like this is Kanto and then there's Johto and then there's another one. And like, we're up to hundreds of Pokemon. Oh, cannot yeah. keep up anymore. Cannot no do No way. It. Yeah, me either. I'm, I'm mainly, mainly stick to like the, the first region. But uh, if out of the three first starters, who was like your... Your choice. I I think personally it's gotta be Squirtle, dude. I respect that. I always went Charizard, but I can definitely respect a Squirtle. That's a good answer. I think that I did that though, because in my head I talked about I had the red one, 
So in my head, like, all right, I see Charizard here, so maybe I'll go with that. Yeah. For some reason, and it might kill Daniel, and I'm sorry if you're listening, Cyril. But Bulbasaur was never in my. I never wanted Bulbasaur. Neither did I. I. I don't know why, dude. Grass is. I just grass is always a weaker type. I felt like like it just. I wanted electric type in my party that could, and that's what I'm going to use against the water type. And then I have, you know, I mean, what's the grass guy there to do? Hurt ground people? Well, I want to have a water type anyway. So why did I need a grass? Kind of just squeeze them out of my bubble, you know? And grass you find a lot when you're starting yes. off. I can get a Caterpie and a Weedle so well, quickly, they're, they're so bug. early. Bug. Good call. All right, so who am I thinking of? You can get like, you can get like Oddish early and stuff Thank like you. that. Okay, no that's problem. what I meant. All right, yeah. cool. Wow. Wow, you're so versed in Pokemon. Dude, I, I played more than I'm more than I'm proud to admit, you know. <laughs> I enjoy that though. No, that's awesome, dude. Because uh, dropping knowledge on my ass even. So, yo, if you were picking a, a team of six out of any out of the whole one fifty one, what like who what would your six look like? Definitely the Marowak think? in there. A sand slash. Oh, I like that. A nine tails. See, like I always go big. Like yeah. I would never pick an Abra when you can have a Kadabra or an Alakazam even. Yeah. Nice. See, you caught me there too. I always fucking forget the middle one. Uh, Never in my life in the games, nor the cards, nor the show, only until Pokemon 2000, did I ever see any of the legendary birds. So I always feel like those are always too big. I don't want any of those. You know, like they're cool, but it might be too hot to handle. Dude, yeah, you gotta get the legendary birds. I wouldn't put them in my party. I like to go with just like, I'm not a big legendary guy when it comes to Pokemon. Like you said, too, I like weird ones, so I'd probably want to hit Monchan or Lee. I'd want the one with boxing gloves, not the one without a face. So you know they're based on Bruce Lee and Jackie Chan, right? Just found that out. I was almost today years old. Sometime within the last six months, somebody put that together for me on the internet. Okay. Uh, Let's see. Scyther always looked really cool. See, I was always about looks, too. Me too. Speaking of looks, it's pretty funny. Somebody was like, cuddling with your Pikachu is cute, but like, what if you have a Machamp? Could you imagine if you were like, all right, Machamp, it's time to go to bed. I think I told you, I sleep with my dog every night. It's cute, especially an RK9. That would make sense. But imagine. Or a Jinx. That'd be weird, Mr. Mime. Yeah, I love Mr. Mime, but yeah, dude, like. That'd, that'd be, be weird. weird. If you found out Ash's mom was also spooning Mr. Mime, yeah, you'd be like, the dude. fuck is going on here? I had that thought. I'm glad you said that. Uh, weird. How unsettling also is Ditto's face? Slash, do you consider that like. A powerful Pokemon or just kind of a cop out? I, I like the idea. I think it was int- it was interesting, especially right off the gate. Um, I hate using him. I don't think he's like of great value using him unless you're playing like a dragon type because like like electric on electric is not going to do shit, you know? So it's just kind of like a tough situation there. You're so strategic. <laughs> oh my God, this is fucking blowing my mind how well you're thinking this out. You're dude, like, it doesn't really matter, but if you do dragon on dragon, then it's fucking fight time. Dude, it blows my mind that you're like, I don't know, that's just how I view all that. That's so funny to me that people It's don't. so good. I love it. I truly, really do because, I don't know, nobody's ever challenged me like that to Pokemon where I'm like, all right. Dude, I got a you buddy, know? Sean, Then we both played like on, uh, I forget which one it was, but it was one of like the newer ones. And he was like, I've never lost all this shit. I never even battled anybody, like, real people-wise. I was like, dude, I'll kick your ass. And he had this, like, really killer team with, like, Snorlax and all this shit. And he was, like, so confident he's going to beat me. And I ended up beating him with this one Pokemon that was, like, pretty weak, but he didn't know what it was, so he couldn't figure out how to, like, damage it. What was it? Because it was, like, um, 
trying to think of what it's called. It's like some kind of squid thing. Inke. It's like Inke's of evolution. And it's like a dark psychic type or something. Or like fairy, dark fairy or something. So See, it's yeah, like. So it's getting crazy. Yeah. So it was like a really weird. You'd have like specific things. So a lot of things don't damage it. And so like that ended up like flipping his whole squad upside down. And he just like, it was awesome. It was such a glorious defeat. I couldn't believe that I'd actually beaten him. He, he could have come back now. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, dude, that, that, that's right. Like that. So then out of these, who is your team? Your six. If I had to pick a quick six, like it's tough to not let feelings get in the way. You know, that's, that's probably what I'm going to go with. Just like my passion team. Like they may not be the best mix of like, of, uh, if you're looking to win the game, but I would go with, I'd take a Charizard right off, the, right out the gate for sure. I'm taking a Cubone. Um, I'd probably take a Gengar. I think the, the original ghost types were pretty cool. So how many is that? Three. Yep. Um, after that, I would probably go with, I, I like the idea of getting like a water type in there. So I'm probably going to go with like a, like a Lapras, a Snorlax too. And one, one more. One more. Ooh, that's tough. Last one. Oh, man. I'd, if I have to go with Onyx, I always liked Onyx when I was a kid. That was always a real cool one. Nice. Yeah. It's a, it's, he, Onyx is an OG. I'm looking at that, too. The last thing that I think is really cool is a Polyrath. Didn't get dude, a lot of time. Oh, yeah, that's a good one, dude. They're it's another re- like physically scary one, too. Yeah. Where I'd show up and I'd be like, holy shit. That's what's cool kind of about the Detective Pikachu is like they put it against Weird World where you're like, that's a big Pokemon. Yeah. Holy shit. Dude, it's it's, it's cool when you catch Pokemon to like kind of read the Pokedex real quick and see like the weight and shit. It's like, what the fuck? This thing's two feet tall, but 900 pounds? Like, like just weird things like that. Finally, just one last thing popped into my head about what was kind of big around the time of playing Pokemon past these three is Pokemon Snap. Did you happen to fuck with that? Yeah, on the Nintendo, I did. I remember loving that in Coliseum. I remember like, just going those little like safaris and right. taking shit. the pictures. That that was that was a great game. You know, they'd be like snacking on something and you're taking pictures of them. That that was a cool concept. That's what I liked. It just seems so weird. You know, of course, everybody thought about battling them. But what if you wanted to be a Pokemon trainer? It's just like, I want to go see everything. Yeah. I don't even want to capture a lot of them. Just like, what do Bulbasaurs do? Yeah. Cool concept. You kind of write the Pokedex with that information, you know? That's, yes, that's what they, uh, that's what Professor Oak put us out to do. He needed the information, and that's how I felt we were actually gathering it. But good call. I like that view. That is a good. That adds a lot of purpose to Pokemon Snap. Fucking okay, purpose to it. Good call. Well, so even though we barely scratched the surface, we've been here for quite some time. I can't thank you enough for coming and being on the show. It, it really was a truly good episode. I can't wait to go ahead and listen back to it and get it out there for the masses. Thanks for having me on. It's been a pleasure. Hope to get you back sometime soon. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. Thank everybody out there on the other side if you've been listening. If you also can, if you haven't already, do some of that like and subscribing across all the social medias. It'd be cool, but at the very least, if I can ask for anything, it'd be word of mouth. That's how podcasts really get around. Tell a friend if you would like. If you know anybody who likes Bud Bros. Superheroes, I've got a show for them. My name's been Nick. I've been joined by the awesome first-timer here, Brad. Talk to you guys soon. Buds, bros, and superheroes are out of here.